are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. Hey everybody, welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today as always is my co-host Neil Potter. Hey Neil. Oh hey man. We're just killing time, kill it with us. Four topics, 15 minutes each. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is all for the number four, cpodcast.gmail.com and everything, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 4 Podcast. Follow us, won't you? Today's guest, oh, I'm so excited, came all the way in from New Jersey, one of the kings of New Jersey comedy. We flew him in. We flew him in. Oh, yeah, we flew him we in flew first him class. from New Jersey. <laughs> I coptered in. I picked him up at LaGuardia. Oh, yeah, with the blade copter. Yeah, the blade like copter, yeah. with Geraldo. <laughs> Eric McMahon. I'm so fired up to be here. Eric McMahon, comedian, writer, coach, teacher, small business owner, Republican. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hello. Yeah. Oh, shouldn't that have been really last? Yeah. You want people to and shut this off? Most, no, <laughs> most importantly, father of three kids. Yes. Eric, yes. thanks for doing this. Oh, I can't believe I'm so excited. This so is excited so great. Here. Let's talk about you for like the first for our first segment. This Eric is, McMahon. This is the introduction. All right. This, this is it. One of, get to you. When I started comedy 20 years ago, one of the first guys I ever saw on stage was Eric McMahon. So I'm at the open mic at the Stress Factory, and Eric's what I call Eric's de facto fighting brother that he is Vinnie Brand, <laughs> the owner of the Stress Factory, and they've been together all that time and um i would stand in the corner and watch these guys these you know in the open mic they florentine had some and i would do that yeah. yeah florentine would come in norton would come in voss the first time i ever saw voss come in and then eric come in. so chuck doggerty my good buddy and i he would come down to support me and then one day eric is he's getting a drink in the corner and we saw him like hey let's let's go talk to that guy so chuck and i go over to talk to that guy and we're i am the greenest green of green and we're like so like how long you been doing it you know i'm asking you know, all those dumb questions, and he's like, Oh, like eight years or something like that. And I'm like, Oh, you're really good. Oh, thanks. You know, he's like, Thanks. And I mean, we were getting nothing out of it. He just looked at me like I was stop, like, but I idiot. gave you time. You did, you gave me a lot of time, but it was like, We didn't even know what to ask. We were just was like, he like, Can you give me another drink, please? <laughs> <laughs> Go get me a coffee, yeah, would you? No, he was very nice, but total pro. And then he took me on the road all these times. And my biggest compliment was finally one of these shows where he took me on the road and I was opening for him. He just looks at me, he goes, I'm not taking you anymore. <laughs> that was the end of that. I don't want to work my butt off like that. Are you kidding me? No, I was like, Lenny's what? Lenny's up there killing it. Yeah, that was the end. That's we were at some like ends. firehouse, kill, whatever. That's but then he would go up and kill. a good opener because I was always going <laughs> to. Well, that you know that story with Neil with Brett Leak. Oh, yeah. Don't, let's not tell that right. story. Let's keep it all about air. Let's keep it all about air. Somebody thought. Your, I, was I, it your wife? Yeah, your it was, wife. It was his, yeah, it was his it wife. It was your wife. Was, you always told her about Brett Leak. Yeah, Brett Leak was on the show. Brett Leak. Explain Brett Lee. All right, Brett Lee is uh, is a cerebral palsy he has yeah, or yeah. something. Super funny guy. Something and uh, hilarious. He, he's still you know he's despite his disability is hysterical and. Anyway, uh, we were at the stress factory yeah. one time and Neil was opening for me and uh, on the show and my wife at the t- 
thought it was she was the guy, Neil was the guy with cerebral palsy. Because he would move around. He would move around a lot on stage. And like, if it would have got me famous, I would have stuck right with it. Can't go with what works. It's like, that guy doesn't have cerebral palsy. That's Neil Potter. I got problems. It's still here. It still manifests itself all the time, every audition. How long have you been doing comedy? All right. So I think it was 1989 was my first time. Started doing it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. Why'd you still first do it? Um, so I had a uh, quick background of an engineering degree. I don't know if you knew that. Did that for like that. five years. Was miserable. I was working at Panasonic in New York and in New Jersey in uh, Secaucus, right in by the Meadowlands there. And uh, I was coming up and down. The I hated my job. I, they it was the culture there was so bad for you know young up and comer, outspoken, whatever. And I was working in a marketing sales job, and I was just every idea squash, squash, squash. And then I'm on the turnpike for like an hour and a half every day listening to Howard Stern in the morning and I'm just like I'm going this place I hate and he's got you know lesbian dial a date and you know whatever strippers in the studio I'm like this guy's having so much fun so I said I went to like plan B and I said I gotta start doing something so I actually started coming in I took like a commercial class Bob oh, Collier's okay. commercial class he, he was the Grecian formula guy do you remember that? <laughs> no he got the white hair yeah, yeah. and he combed the Grecian in and yeah. he was the guy and so be- from that he started this school and they helped you, you know, tell you how to read copy, tell you how to slate for but audition. But why did that come to mind? Like, why did, why did entertain, like, why, why acting, comedy, entertainment, like, why not? What, where did that He's come funny. from? He's funny. So, yeah, I, you know what? I'll <laughs> you tell you where. You in college? Uh, uh, I think what happened was, so I went to this school, RPI, Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. Nobody even knows. It's an like MIT type engineering school. And the, the, population at that was so high nerd that when I was there, I mean, I probably wasn't that outgoing, but that actually helped me. You were like be, the funniest guy. I was the funny yeah. guy oh, okay. there. So uh-huh. then, you know, I started to become like, I guess, a leader in the, the pledge class or whatever. I was the president of the oh, fraternity. Right. And then the president of the fraternity, at, they'd have four big like alumni weekends, parents weekends, whatever. It was a tradition that the president would have to tell a joke. So I would have to get up and just tell an old joke. In oh, front so of that's where it kind of I think I just kind of said, yeah, maybe I can do this. And then, but while I was taking all these classes for the acting and the commercials and all this, I, you know, and then I did like uh, some stuff on all, all the soap operas. I had, you know, recurring under fives on a couple of the soap operas and... Look at those baby blue eyes right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That was just a soap face all over it. <laughs> the Guiding Light? What? That's my show, The Guiding no, Light? No, All My Children was, oh, my, my, was children. my baby. Eric, for those of you listening, Eric has like the all-American <laughs> yeah. white man look. Square jaw. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now he's got these silver fox <laughs> The silver the fox, fox hair. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, so anyway, I, I did all that, and then I was going on the auditions, and I kept going to comedy shows. I love to go to comedy shows. And then I got together with some buddies, went to a comedy show in like New Hampshire, and the comedians were horrible. And I'm like, if these guys are doing this... I, I, I got to give this a shot. So actually, from there, I took a course, a class at the Improv. This guy, Paul Lyons, was a headliner, and he just actually used to go up the Improv. It's like six or seven people, and they would help you do, you know, you'd go like five minutes in front of just those people, and then he'd critique you, and then all these people kind of knew where open mics were and things like that, and it was nothing like how it is today. There were legit open mics. You'd go sign your name on a list. You'd wait. 15 people or whatever and people would actually watch it there were people in the bar that would watch it yeah. you didn't have to go do bringer shows and all that that was all because this was at the tail kind of the still the comedy was booming boom, booming yeah, yeah, yeah booming so. yeah and the pay, cra- pay scale hasn't changed because <laughs> 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 um, no, I imagine when it was booming back then it's like I feel like it's like triple A baseball like they were so into everything they would come yeah, to the, the 80s the double A and the triple A things would be packed right like to watch open mic would be packed yeah, no one were, knew it 
there were people like the movie Punchline with Tom Hanks. It was, oh, yeah. That was a really kind of how it was. Yeah, you know, kind of exciting to hear that it was like that. All right, so go back. So you're taking that class. Taking the class. So Paul Lyons lived in the city, didn't have a car. So he would take a train out to New Jersey, and then he'd get me on gigs with him. So I started oh. meeting a couple bookers, and that was going well. So I did do some commercials. I actually did, um, I'm going to take credit for this, the first infomercial ever was a product called DD7. And I was <laughs> well, the guy, it was, a, it was a cleaning product. So this really flamboyant guy was up there. Okay, look at this. And I was like, the plant to come out of the audience. And, you know, I had this, like, <laughs> yellow tie with a blue shirt, you know. And then oh, there's a big this. bowl of, um, like, a fruit punch or something. And, and he said, or maybe it was wine or something, whatever they were doing. And he says, and he says here, just come over here. And I intentionally lean forward, and my tie goes into the bowl. I'm like, it's it's silk, you know. That was my, my thing. <laughs> this whole thing was all rare. Then he goes, it's no problem. They take, and he takes this DD7 and, you know, cleans it up. And all the whole audience claps. Oh and, you know, God. we had a little dialogue. But that was the very first one. I was... I was a wow. not the star, that's, but I had a major no, part in good. it. That's pretty, and you still got like a, a closet full of DD seven or whatever it is. <laughs> I don't even know if it worked. <laughs> so you're doing uh, shows around Jersey and all over all... Jersey, all over Pennsylvania. There were some guys that were just would just go to like a Holiday Inn and do like a four wall deal where they would put, you know, they would collect the door deal and the the bar room or whatever at the conference room would get a the, all the liquor and food for the night. So it was a win-win for both people. And there was a guy that just went like every exit on the Pennsylvania Turnpike or Route 80 going out. He just found them all. So there was so much work. Wow. So even when I was just like an MC, like had 15 minutes of material, this guy needed comics. So I was doing like 30 minutes and then he actually, you know, wouldn't headline me places when I was not even close to being a headliner. And the crowds were packed. I mean, oh, everybody's coming everybody out. came oh, out to so see him. Crazy. That's, that's crazy. So then you, I but, miss that. But you know what it is too? You get the to get the charge when you're actually you know Saturday night and you're killing on the yeah. show and whether it's a firehouse or whatever it is you, you're making 300 people laugh you're just like wow this is electric and you're and making money and you're making money yeah. and it's just this is so great and so in the meantime I my acting crew I'm still going out on all these commercial auditions and that became a schlep you know I'm coming in from New Jersey I got kids um, you know so uh, I'm like throwing the kids in daycare running into New Jersey I'm taking them with me on these auditions whatever <laughs> I had to do to get in here and get these yeah. things so I had you know a couple little things here and there nothing really major but I got into SAG and whatever so so um, all of a sudden I get a call from my agent at one time and she goes, you have a daughter, right? And I go, I have three. Yeah. She goes, okay, so you have one that's like three or four. So it's, it's Kelsey, right? So right. I'm like, and Kelsey's you know, beautiful blue eyes, the whole thing. Same it's thing. Gorgeous, just right? Like him. So uh, the whole audition, I stood in the center of a little studio, you know, maybe 10 by 10 square. They had the cameras on us. Kelsey rode around me on a tricycle. She got off the tricycle. I picked her up and hugged her. No lines, no nothing. Okay get a call from the agent the next day <laughs> she says uh, hey, great news I go what do you got and she goes Kelsey got the commercial <laughs> so, I'm just like yeah but what did I get no they went with somebody else and oh, so that stings. Uh, and it was funny too <laughs> so then I mean and that really just stuck me because it was like think about this business you know they went and it was funny because the guy was very nice but he was like balding had glasses and it was just they went, they went with somebody else but I'm like I'm not even castable as my own daughter's father <laughs> so but now you're still working or no you're completely not working now I mean, no I'm doing comedy every you no know, your day job yeah, well, I'm teaching now. I'm teaching oh, now. So at that, so, yeah, I don't have a job. You quit the the first job you had. You'd quit. Oh yeah, yeah. Right so I had quit that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And my wife at the time was doing okay. So oh, it was, that's you know, it's cool. good. So to, you so, walked in and just said uh, you knew that you this is what you want to do. So you just walk in and quit that job. Was that hard to do? Because that was a big um, job. 
That was a no, high, it was like it was easy job. because I I really didn't like what I was doing, and it was so, I was so miserable being there. And I mean, this was the kind of thing like you know I'd sit in an hour and a half of traffic, and at nine o'clock, you know, that's when you're supposed to be there. And I'd, I was coming up all the uh, Lincoln Tunnel and all that traffic. So if there was an hour delay getting into Lincoln Tunnel, mm-hmm. I was sitting in all that crap because oh, I wow, had to okay. go right off at of that same exit. So. You know, I, and I walk in at like 10 after 9, and they're making me sign a list saying, why were you late? Like, uh. I'm just like, oh, my God. So it, it was just so structured and rigid, and I and just... You couldn't do both. So no. Was, okay, so that was fine. it. So I was just done, and I had had enough success at that time that it was okay to do that. and was getting some money coming in. And then, by you know, by the time her income and my income, we, you know, we made it work. So oh, everything, cool. everything And worked. you had some, like, big-time ups and downs in this business oh, like he, he had some yeah. like you got hot for like super hot for 10 right, minutes so can i tell my I'll tell, tell my, the super well, hot story thought, showbiz story leads us to the next yeah. bit but go ahead all right so um i used to go to montreal jimbo's club the comedy works up and, and i would do it twice a year i'd go up you there tell, play us, tell us slow because it's all right. all right i'll go along all, all right, right thanks i don't yeah. want to hear that bell and then i gotta change <laughs> <laughs> he's very competitive and he's trying to beat the buzzer relax it's okay all right so uh i do this room all the time and now everybody knows about the Montreal Comedy Festival very prestigious and of course you had it was so political to get in and you know unless you're a name or have somebody pushing for you you're you're not going to get in that's it so I wound up going up there so this the festival would send like six acts over to this guy's club and they would all do like a seven minute industry set and then there'd be a whole room full of people they're ready to drink and they'd do a 40 minute show and it'd be over and people they need more comics so we would go up there during the festival and Jimbo would put us on at the end of the show to extend the show to extend his drinking so i'm up there one time it's saturday night uh, i'm gonna say 19 uh and no, it was 2000 because i was there too that was it the year before it was the year after i was there that you no it was when, that was all went around 9 11 so it was the year before oh 2000. yeah okay, so yeah. um anyway every year there's supposed to be this guy that, that's the darling of the festival the first year there was this guy the chicken he did like he actually like, <laughs> that, was that, that was later that was later that was later but chicken, I just, chicken was the end yeah, yeah, he was the end but there was only david J one year dimitri one year yeah, you know was was be, yeah the chicken was the beginning of the end for comics getting <laughs> a deal yes. <laughs> that was like 2005 right? basically had sex to bacon beethoven's uh, uh, uh the uh, fifth, william tell william tell overture and that was his killing and he got a show on that and he made a half a million dollars the deal went nowhere they realized why are we giving a half a million dollars to these kids who can't do comedy more than five years and are fucking a stool to the William Tell Overture? And then ten years later, the guy killed himself. That was the end of the chicken. Yeah, know that. I didn't know he killed himself. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Chelsea Handler is the darling of the festival this year. Oh, wow. And uh, so she's up there, and she's supposed to go on like the fourth spot or something like that. And everybody, the whole industry in the world is there, right? Yeah. All networks and agents yeah. and managers. So. I'm just hanging out by the soundboard, right? So Chelsea Handler shows up drunk. She was. This is, like, you know, I don't common knowledge. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, anyway, she's just got a big spot, and she was nervous. So her manager there, he's like, oh, my God. He's, he's actually, giving her drinks? No, he's giving her, going to get her coffee. He pays the bartenders like 20 bucks to just give her shots of water. He goes, she's not even going to know the difference. And it, she's just about to go on. And he goes, no, I, I can't let her go on. I can't let them see her like this because she was slurring her words and stuff. So he goes, you got anybody to go on? And he goes, yeah, put him on. So out of nowhere, I'm just like, boom, here you go. (laughs) And you go up and... Yeah, it's Saturday night. I've spot on their show. That's like a legendary story. Oh, my God. Absolutely crush it. And then... um, you know, so I'm just beaming, and I don't think anything's going to come of it. Yeah. I'm at the after party, and Dave Becky from Three Arts Productions yeah. is there, and he handles every a lot of big comics. Yeah. Louis C.K. is Chris Rock Half for a while. The shows on TV, yeah. and this is June, of, July of 2001. Yeah, this is right before. I mean, but still, he's a big. yeah, it's big. 
I think it might have been 2000. 2000. Okay, All right. So, yeah, because everything. Yeah, then you got hot. Okay. Yeah, then I got So, then I get a little heat. I felt it, right? So, yeah. Becky sees me at the party and says, hey, you know, I really liked what you did. I've seen you in New York. I didn't, you know, ever put it together, but I see a sitcom there. So, come back to when you come oh, yeah, in and yeah. see my office on Tuesday. So, I go in the office. There's this other woman there, Carl uh, Welker, and Dave Rath is. Dave Rath's also producing a lot of big stuff now. And uh, they had just come over, so I kind of got assigned with them. And we just start talking about it. So now Kara and Dave go back out to L.A., Dave Rath, and they say, okay, we're going to set you up for some stuff. So now this is like um, this early, uh, I guess, the summer of 2001. Mm -hmm. So I'm out there in early August, and I absolutely, she sets up the showcase, absolutely hit a home run. Melrose Improv, blow it out of the park. I mean, it (laughs) couldn't have gone better, right? So she's like, uh, all right. Do you remember who's on that show? Was there? Oh, I don't know who else was. I was just so focused (laughs) on what I was doing. I didn't care. (laughs) But like CBS, NBC, Disney, everybody everybody was there. CBS Productions. It was you name it. And this is your first LA trip, kind of. This is yeah. So I I may have gone out there one other time, but this was the this was the big one where she had it all set up. Coming true. So she says, (laughs) you know, um, all right, listen. These guys also each other in the room. They know everybody's here. There's going to be a feeding frenzy for you. You're going to come back September 19th. God. September 19th, yeah. 2001. So guess what happened yeah. on September 11th, 2001. <laughs> but you did parlay it before all the hell broke loose and the world oh went to God. hell. You you got like New Joke City here, right? Was that Yeah, before? I got a couple little, couple little TV local shows. cable yeah. TV shows. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that things, whole thing just dissipates. There, oh, and they, I did they like... Never, you, they eventually rescheduled So what happened no? is, no, so by the time I got out there, you know, the plane shut down for the most part for yeah, a month yeah. and the, 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 the whole market and the dead. industry was shot. So, yeah, yeah. you know, the way it works, you got to go out and like, you got to get these. They decide who they're going to give the money to by like November first, and then they they you know they God, write the pilots and everything like it. that, yeah. and then they get the pilots ready to decide which pilots they're going to go with, and that's when you have pilot yeah. season in February and March out there. So anyway, they say we're already kind of done what we're going to do for the year because I didn't go out there till like November or you know end of October, and it's like well, look, we really loved you, we love what you did, whatever. So I met with like four or five people, keep us going on what you do. So by the time I go back out to L.A. the next year. You know, they're like, um, yeah, this one had a baby. This guy moved out of development. This guy's over God. here. And like, what well, yeah, we want, yeah. this guy wants to see me again. I'm like, oh, this isn't supposed, this is supposed to work. And then the next thing you know, I heard um, Tommy Sabat was on that roster. Yeah. Remember, he's a comic out in L.A. now. And uh, I saw him do like a Facebook post or something. Yeah, big showcase tonight for Rath Welker. And I'm like, I'm not I didn't even hear about this showcase. Uh, so I call her and she's like, yeah, well, a lot of these people saw you before. And, you know, uh, I just want to give some of my younger. And so I'm like, here I am. I'm 40 years old or something sitting on a bench. It was just <laughs> time it to killed get- all 9-11 killed all momentum. Just timing. That's this business. <laughs> all right, let's move on to <laughs> Man, that's like a, an hour more. I was really. I know he's. Got, you can talk to Eric for a month. We'll have him back. It's I'll not like he can't come I'll, back. Because I, I want to go back and then forward and back and forward some more. That was really. Oh, good. I have so much to go with Eric. And the second one is another Eric. So creative, come came up with all this. Like he was doing radio right at one time down I had a in the radio South show. And what's then, your it, problem? Was yeah, a radio show. Your, People would call in, and you know it was just like I was with this guy Bob Levy, and we would just he was the psychic. I was just kind of running the show, and we would just anybody call about a problem. My boyfriend do this. And I think oh, wow. my girlfriend's cheating yeah. on me, and we would just talk to them. And now just, that's called a podcast. That's yeah, a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but the one we want to talk about today is you wrote a book. All right, now set up the book because right, so it's one of my shit. favorite. So Eric is going to tell. 
telling you about the book. Right, Lenny, and then it, I'll tell you how I took this to the most the the height of show right. business. So Lenny, yeah. you were actually instrumental in this because I think we were going on one of our our uh, road trips together, and okay. I think I was going down. The, I have a very bad stomach, Neil. This is horrible, right? So yeah. I've had it for years. Is I, it I, IBS? I don't know if it's IBS. It's probably. still here. It's, still, uh, it's, it's better because I can okay. control. You know, with the the diet, diet helps a lot. But because yeah, they're pumping out the IBS commercials like every other. Oh, yeah, every but, other but anybody, you have diarrhea. I have not. It's just like boom, you have IBS. Do I need to take this? And do I have psoriasis? Just Maddie, my, Maddie, my youngest, just had like food poisoning or something. Then she goes to the doctor after like four days. Like, you probably need an antibiotic for something. But it? you've had a bad stomach your whole life, or this just yeah, happened during yeah, yeah. I know. I remember go, playing football in high school. I, oh. mean, they, I was I would be sitting in one stall, and this other guy, Dan Katama, was in this stall next to me before every game, just uh, trying to get it out of the Well, thing. you got nerves. You got a nervous, nervous stomach. It was. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's probably nerves, but. They say comedy keeps you regular. You know what I mean? Like if you can't go and just then, then you have a show. You're thinking about going on stage. You're yeah, gonna yeah. go. You're gonna go before. Yeah, because the nerves are just absolutely yeah. out of control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but you're this, not gonna get rid of. Well, them. I've actually come to the point where I've had diarrhea the whole you know couple hours leading up to the show, and I'm like, I'm never gonna make it through this freaking show. <laughs> and then you know, and then have you sudden, ever happened on stage? No, no, that's never. Al happened. Ducharme, we'll have to get him in here. Uh, he had one where he I goes, I got to get off. He gets off. They kill time somehow. The MC and he goes back. Yeah, and I knew the guy. The Dennis, show. this guy Dennis Ross had a terrible stomach too, and he he had the same thing. He goes, uh, Where's the MC? Ryan, get back up here. You got it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's kind during of his show, everything like your adrenaline's flowing. You know, it doesn't hit yeah, you. Like, be hyper focused on it. it. We must be totally yeah, relaxed. Yeah. All right, so go so ahead. anyway, um, but I was on the road with Lenny one time, and we so we're going down whatever the Jersey, you know, Pennsylvania Turnpike or something. I go, look, I got a bad stomach. I got to go to the bathroom here. So, you know, it is what your stomach is upset. You go once, and then you're not done, right? So, yeah. you know, 20 minutes later, we're going into the next rest area. She goes, what, he goes, what the hell's wrong with you? You know, so <laughs> so I start telling him these stories about how this one time I did this, and I, I had to go here. And, and you know this, and I'm, and he's I'm laughing peeing in his pants. He's kicking the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> They're so bad because everybody's known that it, when it's happening to you, it is the worst. But so when you somebody tracking, tells like, you, when you go out, are you tracking where you're going so you know? Okay, I can go here, here. I, I have it. Yeah, I got these. Places. I was like, like I'm like George now. Costanza in the city. You know, like there was that episode. Of, Where's the best place to pee in the city? Oh, Marriott yeah. on 42nd Street. <laughs> I knew where all the bathrooms were because that was where I had to go. <laughs> so I tell him. You gotta, you gotta yeah, write right. this book. He tells me like ten stories of these horrible on a plane, on a golf course. Like it hits him, and then it's yeah. and he, every one of them is getting funnier and funnier. You, know, you got to write a book. This is crazy because I, this is, I'm coming from a person that I almost will never. I've never. I don't think gone ever. In an emergency, I've probably gone Maybe out off, off porcelain once more than on porcelain. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm so I don't know how it got in me. I'm so uh, scared of that whole experience in a public bathroom. There's times if I show up at a bar like that or a public place, like I'll actually go, and I know I'm going to have to go. I'll go in and do like a reconnaissance mission. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll go in and, and pee or wash my hands or something just to see what the toilet looks like, <laughs> just in case it happens. Just in case I have to. Do go. you so eat you've, before? You've gone to just horrific places. I have. Have gone in horrific places. <laughs> yes. Wait. Well, he's going to tell. Yeah. So anyway, I so over the course, I started writing them down, and um, you know, penciling. We, things in and whatever on, on the computer and then you know and through the divorce so I had to get, you know things got hairy with everything and then I had to try to get another way to support myself which was uh, went through the divorce about uh, seven or eight years ago and that was one of the things that kind of hurt my comedy career because I had three kids and you're seeing kids every other weekend you can't you know you don't have time to go on um, yeah. on the road you can't go make the money that you're making so it just became local gigs and so anyway that kind of cut into it so I needed a plan B for it so um, actually we'll get into that the next segment one of the things though was I had a batting Cage, which we'll, get, we'll talk yeah, about in just a minute, but 
actually uh, started to become a teacher, so that was uh, one thing that I did. So I don't know where I was going with that, but uh, no, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so anyway, I, I was going to college at the, I was getting the advanced teaching degree. So anyway, I, it took me a while to put this whole thing together, but then I finally got on the computer, and then I was uh, I sent it to Lenny, and Lenny said, and it was you and I think um, your ex at the time, uh, yeah. and uh, he said we're just lying in the bed just absolutely in <laughs> tears giggling. they're so funny giggling like these stories so yeah, i'm like yeah. all right so and then again it took me a while it's, to, it's shit jokes okay. but it's the fun i mean yeah. anybody's ever been through that it's funny i think everybody yeah. has a story everybody's got that one time where you were someplace and you just you know needed to get to a bathroom maybe yeah. you made it maybe you had to you know improvise i refer to that now as my eric mcmahon moment i had one <laughs> when i'm coming up and i call gina i go <laughs> and i'm calling her on the phone coming in hot <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to make it I'm, i get off at 77th and lex and i have it's this is it it's happening and i have to get to the strip I don't know what I have to get to. It's seventy-seven like, and that's on eighty-second and second. So that's a good eight minutes, and I'm like waddling down the street trying to just hold it. In. And I call my wife, and I don't have my set list with me. I'm like, can you just read me? I was gonna the four things that are on my desk because I want to do them when I get on stage. And I'm telling like, oh my god, oh my god, this is happening. Oh my god, this is happening. And she, this is the compassion I get. She is crying, laughing, <laughs> crying, laughing. I'm like, I'm gonna shit my pants. I'm gonna shit my pants. And I'm, I, she is, she, she, you can hear her like, <gasps> well, you have a she horrible stomach breathe. too. You have I have a, a bad stomach. Yeah, yeah. Nothing close to Eric. I have a bad summer, but that's one of the running. Things. I made it to the yeah. strip. If there was somebody in that stall, it was over. I was dead. No, I've blown up that stall many times. <laughs> so wait, if you it, so it's selling, it's selling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I bring, it, I sell it at shows because I, t- you know, I have clearly I have a bit about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and it's very one of the things discussed is Lenny though that walk yeah. you had to the comic strip that eight minutes, and you knew. I, I there's always that thing about should you just go flat out sprint and hope you make it there, or do you just want to, you know, for, you are do? you forcing it down? Or are you jogging? Oh right. my! So God. here's the story I want to tell. So. Uh, Eric writes this book, or he's got the idea for the book, and yeah. it's and he's got ga- you know he's got whatever galleys he's, he's written some stories and he yeah has the book's it. ready to go. Well, he's got enough of them to like put a you know he doesn't have it bound yet, but he's ready to go. At the same time, we are doing a thing called Four Sides of Forty, which is Eric's one of Eric's uh, inventions. No, I love as this well. idea, but I thought this was a huge idea. Four I still comics, do. I still think it's a huge. I idea. was like thirty-seven when you came up with this idea, right? And so, but the other three guys were at least in their forties, and it was Four Sides of Forty: one divorce, one single, one newlywed. married, newlywed. Great show on Netflix. I see it on Netflix or or Hulu, yeah, or Amazon. Could have been, and yeah. one still, still, gets, still gets a lot of likes on the Facebook page that nobody's tended to. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's me, Eric. Eric was the married guy with children. Patty Rossborough was the divorcee. Al was the newlywed at the time, and I was the single guy. And when so. you had this typed out, as you had this as a screenplay or a, a TV show. I mean, a well, reality we, show. A reality, show. yeah. Okay. Just bouncing like around it as, to the I four still lives. Love it yeah. as a TV show. It's yes. such a great title. Yeah, either, anything. We were open yeah. to anything, but it was a stand-up comedy show that we took around, and we it was the best. It we made spread. money, and we had a great tour. We went to you know a couple yeah, of a lot of good great cities. Yeah, a lot of Pismo Beach. And you don't Beach. do it anymore, obviously. Are well, you still thinking f- about it? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. We I need know. to do five sides of yeah. 50 at this point. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so it was, um, it was great. You know, it was a great, it was a great. So he had the book. We had this little thing going. I also, at the time, you and I were doing um, Superstar Talent. Yeah. And um, 
we also my career was doing okay so and Eric's career was doing okay so every we had this whole package and then right at that exact moment Abby's got a great friend in the literary business who moves up the chain and is the like the number one literary person at William Morris yeah so a big, a big agency William Morris is the biggest agency. (laughs) And so she goes, Uh, number one, Abby sets up this meeting. And I know this woman, she's been out to Abby's house in the Hamptons and I've met her a few times and we've hit it off. And I like her sister. And like, I think your brother, Neil's brother dated her sister for a minute. We set him up on a date. Remember that? that? Yeah. Yeah, I went out on one day and it was okay. He screwed up my whole career. (laughs) (laughs) So it turns out like, okay, we went to pitch a manuscript. We go into William. Like her for a little bit longer. We go into, William Morris to pitch William Morris on all of it. Yeah. All of it. Superstar. You, you too. The yeah. two yeah. of us. Lenny's my in. My favorite story. And I'm the hired I'll gun. I'll tell you my but favorite part. Really what I'm in there for is the book. She's a literary agent yeah. and Eric's got a book. So we we go to William Morris in New York City and it's like gorgeous. It's everything you thought from everything show business. It's like anything but a guy with a top hat at the door, you know, like, welcome so to I, William Morris. This was such a big thing. Can I just tell you, you get a little, you know, stick on the name tag on yeah. it, welcome visitor, you know, I, I framed the visitor pass from William Morris. I still have <laughs> still it on my wall. <laughs> this is big. He's a wreck. He's a wreck going in. I know the woman. I've hung out with her. So it's like, you know, it's like going and see yeah, you. Yeah, I've been like, in there one time. Yeah, it's, we're sitting there it's, in the lobby uh, and just, we, I would have, we were only in the lobby you know we get there right on time we're in we're in the lobby for maybe three minutes not even but we are i would have spent way more time in the lobby just looking around we i remember it's like this is awesome and it's yeah. like you know it's like a staircase going up and they have around the top is like you know it's like a loft situation No, when you're in there you're like it's this crazy shit's gonna nice. happen yeah, i'm in the bit i, I yeah, i'm you here. feel like you're yeah, here yeah yeah, yeah. And you've arrived like, yeah. right this way sir and she's like at the top of the stairs yeah. waiting for us it's like out of a movie and we go into this meeting they offered us water and coffee yeah. anything, yeah. anything like, wow. can i get you but anything? now abby set up this meeting yeah, Abby okay, set up the meeting, but you know, I'll, she, I could call her right now and tell you she'll yeah, take yeah. the phone call. So we go up to the meeting and Are we you sit sure down. About that? I think so, yeah. <laughs> and she's very nice. She's very nice. And uh, I fixed the computer one time. And yeah. I had it all printed out on old computer paper. You know, oh, it wasn't Jesus. in book form yet. You he know, was ready. Oh, he was ready to go. <laughs> just, and we start pitching. And the two of us, we know each other a long time. We start pitching everything. She's like, tell me about Superstar. Tell Wait, me let's about- go back. Let's go back. Because I, I feel like everyone. Wait, please. Er, I will. But let's go back to we start pitching. Like, how does that? I want to know how that happens. Like, you just walk in. She's no, like, no. Oh, we, what do you got? Like, no, 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 no. She's, the, she's like, how are you? What's going on? Hey, have you been out to the Hampton? It's very casual. And she tells you what she's doing and working yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, shows yeah. the. I heard you working on. We heard she was working on like the Phil Jackson book at yeah, the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Like he was right. writing That's the a book. parts I want to hear. And so we heard about the Phil Jackson. And then he's like, she's like, I'm doing a bit book with you know, talking a to Jeff. It's a typical showbiz meeting, Neil. Yeah, That's how yeah, it is, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you took it, taking a book with Jeff. I know Jeff. Yeah, Jeff's good friends of us. Yeah, Jeff's great. I'm like, oh yeah, his book's really funny. We think it's really funny. Great. I like. Um, did you get she goes I got to look at some of your stuff you know and she looks at she goes you know I love your stand up and I love you know whatever and, and I go well yeah and, and she I go we're doing this tour now for when she tells us tell me more about and she is enthralled like and Eric is like I love this woman you know and Eric starts pitching it away no and I was actually was working on another book at the time too which was based on where the four sides of 40 came from it was like what to expect when you're expecting 40 you know they have that the play on the oh, pregnancy yeah, yeah. thing no, so because you know there's no books out there you know for what to how to deal with this or those, you know, straining marriage after 20 years or whatever it is. So um, this all goes on and she's 
completely into this whole thing. The whole thing. Everything we tell her, I want to read it. I want to look at it. He pitches her the book. Oh, that sounds amazing. Let me, <laughs> I would love to. And Eric takes out his galleys and puts it right on the thing. Yeah, and puts it on this pot. Like, thank you. Oh, my God. I will check out the website on Four Sides. I'll come to another show when to see your stand-up. I definitely will read this. No problem. Oh, this is what We thought what we were great, on our way. We get in, and I'm like, okay. I get the feeling like, all right, look. It's a meeting, right? I get in the elevator. He's dancing in the elevator, right? Dancing in the elevator. You talk about four sides of 40, but you pitched your other book, too. Everything. He yeah, pitched yeah, yeah. the book. Yeah, he pitched he, this book. But you didn't and say that. He pitched. He pitched places, places I've been, places I've gone. I told gave a story, her a copy of it, too. And you gave a story. You told her stories and, and what it's about. And it's well, I just kind all, of surmi- you know, surmise, like yeah, everybody's got a story. It's something everybody can relate to. She's like, yeah, yeah. She's like, it's like dude lit. That's what she said. It's dude lit. Like chick lit. Like books for girls. Okay. It's like dude lit. And like, oh, cool. Okay. Right? She so it's had like, a name for it. She wow. had a name for okay. it. Okay. That's what I want to hear, these details. Yeah. So okay. it was like, uh, it was really, uh, it was a great meeting. She made us feel amazing. Uh, to me, I'm, of course, cynical and I'm a skeptic. Like, I, even though I know her, I'm like, wow, that was almost too good. It was too, it was, he was but dancing you, down you the hallway. You both let yourself go there. You both let yourself, like, no, not, I didn't as much. Bit. Eric, I was trying to <laughs> come. I was trying to come. This was 15 years in the business. Nothing like this had ever happened. You know, that was the best. In the elevator, you're dreaming. I'm going to sign with William Morris. I'm I'm telling everybody. Yeah, Yeah, I had a meeting with William Morris today (laughs) to pitch my book, you know, and just. I can't thank you enough, Lenny. Lenny, thank you. This was like the greatest moment of my career. I'm like, it is? We could have done this years ago. You know, I know her. So it's weird that she's dancing. He's on cloud. I don't even know how he got home. Probably flew cloud nine all the way home. Okay. I don't think anything of it. So cut to a month later. Well, I don't know when that was, but a month later. Um,. (laughs) <laughs> Abby's got to go to. It's the summer. I think it's summer. And so, oh. Abby, this woman has a birthday coming up, right? And she's going to have a big party in New York, but she's going to have a bigger party in LA. Like, they're throwing a William Morris party, and her sister's going out there. And Abby's got to go out there for work, right? And you and Bethel are out there. So, it must have been the summer because you went to visit Bethel's yeah, yeah, mom. We were out there always in for the like summer. two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So, you're out there. Everybody's in LA. The girl's out in LA. The, the, Neil's and Bethel's out in LA. Abby's out now. Everybody's out. Abby goes, get on a plane. Come to LA. You'll go to Tracy's birthday party. You'll talk to her the whole, for three days. I'm going to have drinks with them. You'll yeah. get her in a corner. You'll pitch, you know, you'll solidify this. Maybe you can get Eric a book deal. And so I'm like, I'm not going to LA. I hate LA. No, just, just do that. I'm thinking, I tell Eric, to please go out to LA. So uh, everything, I go, you know what? Let's go out to LA. I'll go out to LA on a Thursday. I'll be back, you know, Sunday. So I give up. I set it up. Abby's like, just buy the ticket. You could stay with me. She's staying at the Chateau Marmont, yeah, which where is we like, we were there, right? Yeah. The Chateau, where Belushi killed himself. For anybody yeah, following yeah, the story, hotel. so I'm, I'm, you're like, you know what? I never go to L.A. Fine, let's go to L.A. You're taking meetings for, with William for, Morris flying William to L.A. <laughs> That's how cool this was. I'm staying at the Chateau Marmont. I'm going to meet this woman. I'm going to this huge William Morris birthday party. I'm going to live hammer Eric's book home and find out what she thought. I'm going to get feedback because we didn't. We were waiting on feedback. I'm going to get it first class, right? And Abby goes, she goes, she's going to be so psyched when you show up. She <laughs> yeah. loves you. She set Great. you up. She set me up. And I get on the plane. They, you and Bethel pick me up at the airport. You take me to the chateau. It's amazing. Yeah. You know the chateau is sick. We're we're having fun at the pool, and then it's the. But here's what happened. I get off the plane. We go to the chateau, and it, it's night. 
right? You guys go back. There's no time to eat. Because, why? Because Abby and I are meeting the girls for drinks. Her and her sister, this literary <laughs> agent, and her sister, right there. I've been oh, in I LA. Like to say closing an hour. time. Closing, closing time. I'm closing this <laughs> yeah. in minute one. They're I'm playing it. Enter Sandman. Here yeah. comes Mariano. Places, places you'll four. never go again. That's right. <laughs> I'm there for four days for the weekend. This is Thursday night. Oh, Boom. This shit. is going to be awesome. I get off. I put my bags down. Let's go meet her. We don't even have time. Okay. I shower, whatever. We get Chateau Marmont, Abby's. We go down to the, we meet him at this bar. We, whatever. We, get, we walk Didn't in. Did we see Keanu we're in the Reeves corner. on his motorcycle? It was later on the yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It still turned out to be a cool weekend, but yeah. we're down there. Uh, I go down to the bar. Her and her sister are sitting there and a couple more people from William Morris. There's about four of them. Abby and I sit down at the booth and we're not, and I'm sitting right next to her, right? Yeah. I'm sitting right next to her and we start to, how's everything? Like, hey, like no mention like, oh, I really want to talk to you. I'm waiting for, okay. she First thing out of her mouth when she sees me is, hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> I was like, dun, 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 dun. Like, Abby didn't tell you I was coming? A I little stalky. I came for your birthday party. She's like, oh, thank you. I had no idea you were going to come. This oh, is she great. She you know, it too early. And I'm here. like, What? Like, how do you not know? I thought Abby had called her until he's coming to get, you know, for feedback. Right, right, right. This whole thing. This goes on for a while. So I'm there for like three hours, about an hour and a half in. I finally, she's doing nothing. So what's going on? Good. I, was, I go, it was great meeting you with you like a couple months ago. That was awesome. You know, like, um, you know, what did you think of the book? You know, the, you know, and uh, she goes, oh, yeah, that book. <laughs> right? Something like that. And goes, turns to her sister, who I know really well, oh, no. and goes, remember that book I was telling you about? And she's like, oh, that book. <laughs> she turned, I go, what? What? It was funny, right? She goes, we can't publish that book. <laughs> I'm like what she goes we can't publish that book it's it's shit stories it's d- it's dude lit we don't we're william Mart. we don't handle that you know like it's it's a very niche you know no no and then she like somebody goes i'm tracy like ah, and she turns away and it's over it's over, it's over. swing I, and a miss it's, right, th- yeah, yeah. it's thursday Thank at God like you- eight o'clock at night i i'm like Thank God you haven't flown somewhere to get this news. Seriously, if I was rich, if I was rich, I would have gotten out of that place, oh, hailed a cab, shit. gone back to the airport, and flown back that minute. I am now stuck there yeah. with these people who I'm I'm livid. I'm livid. Like, I, like I, got I read a, the book. This yeah, book yeah. is it's great. It's funny. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's doodlet. This is going to sell millions. I'm, uh, everybody who, I, who hears these stories dies laughing. What are you talking about? I'm pissed at William Mars. I'm pissed at literary, literary agents. I'm pissed we went to that meeting. And how am I going to fucking tell Eric when I get fucking back to New York? I'm so pissed off. And I'm, I'm now stuck in goddamn LA for four <laughs> fucking more days. Lenny doesn't dream. like LA. Oh my Crushed god! Dream. I love that you flew out there as his agent, and you got <laughs> a hotel. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was so mad. He used so, it as a tax write-off. That's, 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 that's the end of your agenting career, right? I there. get back. That's right. I get back to the hotel. We get we clean up with them. We'll see you Sunday for the big party. Okay, let me give you some epilogue of what happened that weekend. We did have a great weekend with. Did Neil he lie Bethel. to you? Or he let you down easy. No, he told me exactly told this yeah, story. Lenny Why would I lie to him? Straight up. <laughs> and I know how much Lenny hates LA. If Lenny, if Lenny, if <laughs> Lenny had any, I would have called him. In Lenny would one live minute. in LA if he didn't hate LA so much. Yeah. No, I mean, but actually, it's William Moore, so you could see her. 
She's doing a book with Quentin Tarantino. So, yeah, you know. so the end of the story is really like we we did have fun at the Chateau Marmont. It was gorgeous. We saw Keanu Reeves. We, we we whatever. But the end of the story is her big birthday party that was supposed to be at the Chateau Marmont. Abby buys all this sh- food and stuff and and William Mars whatever. And the, the she got so drunk. The literary agent got so drunk, or her sister got so drunk the night before. They didn't even make the own party. They had to cancel the party. To this day, I'm like, that was the most, what a waste. I mean, we had a great time, don't get me wrong, with everybody. You guys were out there and everything. Yeah, we were, we, we had had hung out time. the Chateau. We were hanging out the Chateau. It was amazing. We loved the Chateau. The whole thing, we definitely lived in L.A. experience. We got, wait, we were in on it, brutal. too. Because when we came out there, you're like, you got to come to that You got to come to this meeting. You're going to come to I think I'm coming funny. to meet William Morris, too. I think, like, yeah. in the back of my head, I think there's something in for me. Here. Nobody met anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I was told not just one William Morris. I was told everybody from William everybody. Morris. Yeah. Well, uh, Abby set this up like this was going to be. This is it. We We're meeting William Morris in our call. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, places I've gone, places I had to go on Amazon. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right. The next one I want to do. We want to talk about Napa Valley. Eric was talking about. You just came from. So Napa yeah, my Valley. middle one was out in uh, Berkeley for the summer. Is this your, your first time? Yeah, in your Napa? favorite college ever, University oh, of Berkeley. <laughs> well, they're teaching the kids the right way. To Smash, <laughs> smash it in glass buildings. Yeah, thank God for your daughter. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll get into that. Yeah, my mother says so she better not come back a liberal. That's what my mother <laughs> That's what your mother said. Yeah. Oh, so luck. anyway, we Wait, went out. You mean like come back like a normal person? Ah, yeah, there you go. Ah, um, empathy. And she was in Europe for a year, so she's oh, completely boy. kicked the bucket for me. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we went, got her, and uh, my girlfriend and I, and uh, Sam went out there with us, and we took a whole little bus tour up to Napa Valley. So you take the tour and it hits like two ones in two wineries in Sonoma. And then you went to Robert Madavi probably what, right? Uh, no, yeah, we didn't. Um, and then, um, it hit something two in uh, Napa. I'm um, Klein was one of the big ones that I remember. Okay. Um, but anyway, it was just this bus ride and it was just hysterical because you know, the bus leaves at 10, you stop at Muir Woods for or seven, we get picked up. You stop at Muir Woods for an hour, see the big trees and you're on your way to Sonoma. And then, you know, it's like 10 30 and you just drink, you know, they just start pouring you wine for tasting <laughs> and you get to these places and it's all the same because they're trying to sell you their wines and trying to get you a sample, but they have to give you the whole run of the mill thing on that, you know? Yeah. So the guy's going, uh, this first one you're going to taste is, you know, and we're just like, we're here. Can I have some wine, please? Yeah. And, and he's like, okay, it's a combo, uh, 20% Pinot and, uh, 30%, uh, cab and 50% Merlot. So it's a nice, nice blend. And we're just like, just pour the freaking wine. Would you just do this? So finally he pours it, you know, you get like an ounce in your, in your little glass there, sample glass that I stole two of, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Next addition to sure the cabin. everybody. Uh, so anyway, he's like, okay, so now I'm swirling it around. And he goes, swirl it around and smell it. And he goes, and as you taste it, he goes, first you'll, you'll it will hit, the Merlot will hit your tongue. And then you'll feel the Pinot rolling around your cheeks. And then the Cabernet rolling. It'll be like little balls rolling around in your mouth. And I'm like, it's like really loud. I'm like, I don't know if I want to try this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so meanwhile, you know, we like one of the wines and it's just, uh, and I said it loud enough, the kids are like, dad, everybody hurts you. And it's like, but now are you getting caught up in the whole thing? Like that, 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 that is Napa Valley. Like you're like, 
by the end of it now you're well, starting to really well, yeah because you really you know they take you to one but now, now and i was mentioned this to lenny you you get there at the first one and you finally okay you see bought a bottle of wine and then you they let you drink on the bus so you drink a bottle of wine on the bus going to the next place and then you go to the next place but you when got the guy this, goes are, there's a little bit of a wood nutty flavor in <laughs> yeah. this oh, yeah, are you oak. then going mm. i guess i are you starting maybe to it's okay so you're starting to buy into it you're starting to buy into it yeah i no and and what's hysterical? Well, we'll get on to that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so then we just go. And, you know, then we stop for lunch. And we had bought another bottle of wine at this other place. We get a bottle of wine at lunch. And How many I, places do you go to? I think it was four total. But, yeah. you know, and then we had lunch. So I, it's like, And that was part of the deal. That was all part of the deal. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like 11.45 and we've split four bottles of wine already. Yeah, you, know? yeah, and you just haven't just got started. Lit up. Yeah. <laughs> completely lit up. We got two more wineries to go to. We're just staggering, you know. Are the to, wineries, let me, I got questions. If, are the wineries like expecting like drunks to walk in the door they must be ready for this no this well point. there's a little they like, just want to sell the know, wine no the, there's more of an art to yeah, it artsy, they're, they're like really, the zhuzh, you yeah. know the uh, but i was already like <laughs> no, for, no, no i mean we were yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is everyone's getting drunk but also there's a well there's a drunk acceptance because you're getting drunk and you're kind of winery no but there's an art to it meaning you're trying it you're trying to taste all these flavors you're smelling it so it just feels it's a it feels great it's not like you're at an irish pub at like three in the morning well, it was I, for us. I, we <laughs> for you guys, it was because you had a bus, so you're like. Well, that was why we purposely did the bus. Yeah, you it's a it huge business. This Nabbit. So it's a bus ride. How much do you pay a person? Well, we pay. It was like 120 bucks a person. Yeah. So now they're drinking for a purpose. They oh, gotta yeah. spend the money. They yeah, I know. Get, but it was. The money. It was all just instead of you know we didn't want to drive up there and have yeah. one guy be sober and not do the whole thing. So right. And what was hysterical too? So we're hammered on the way back and. <laughs> So the guy... And do you like wine? Are you like a big I, wine I've drinker? I've become a, a bigger uh, wine yes, drinker. So like too. I've kind of uh, got... No, no, but before that. and But I don't know the difference. And I, I my mother drinks this box wine, uh, this yeah. Vin Vault and Black Box. <laughs> and it's four bottles of wine in a box for 20 bucks. And I defy anybody with the oaky, nutty... If you put eight glasses of wine, no. you could not say that one's the Black Box. Oh, There's no way. No, no. Most people can't tell the difference. It's just more of a thing like you feel better about yourself when you have the $50 bottle of wine. Well, you do. Even though you just enjoy it more but are you when you go when you start drinking wine though in the first place though you drink a wine because you think it's healthy because you've read that the red, red wine, wine is better yeah but it. i've gone completely do we have to uh, a segment on cholesterol now because i have a whole thing <laughs> on this. no oh, good so uh, that's why you started drinking red wine in the first so place yeah, that's red what wine, got you okay, red wine because you're like a guy like me and, yeah, and i used to drink beers. riesling i used to love the sweeter wine like that no problem but now it's kind of actually kathy the new girl um Involved with heavily, um, she um, she's like you know she entertains a lot for dinner, so she knows a lot of the better wines. And so when we get a bottle of wine at dinner, she'll, I'll actually have her taste it because I have no, no idea, idea. If, whatever it is. But um, so now you're drinking one glass uh, of wine a day, probably. I'm probably more than that. But oh really? Because okay. I'm a teacher, Neil. Oh, right. <laughs> Three glasses of wine a day. <laughs> like, no, like, I, whatever, I the, whatever they're serving at, serving at the Legion. You know? I did not. Well, I did not drink wine ever until I went to Napa Valley, and then after that, from that moment on, well, I, let, let me talk. Me. Let me set this up, okay? Neil went. We everybody always wants. You should do it once, right? It's a beautiful. I think trip. you should do it once just to see where it all comes. I always from want and, to, and I'm sure Gene and I will eventually do it, which is a waste on me for 120 dollars because I don't drink, but. We went to see this movie Sideways. Remember Sideways? I remember Sideways, yeah. We can't Whatever year that was. You've connected yeah, this, false, like this no, is like a false story. it's not because Neil, when he goes to see, like you saw Bringing the Noise, Bringing the Funk, next thing you know, he's tap dancing down the street. He yeah. adopts whatever the thing is, you know? I do immerse myself in a film. Thank God he doesn't see a film about Nazis because you never know. But anyway. <laughs> but he podcast be over. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> the, uh, he, but we saw Sideways and he, it was a great movie. Right. And I loved it. He loved it. And it does make you go, 
Wow, yeah. let's, let's go see Napa Valley. So, Neil, within six months, him and Bethel are in Napa <laughs> yes, Valley. So, tell happen. me the story I about no, I Frank was, Farms. We, well, first of all, we went to the main, the big ones, but we were just up there by ourselves. It was just me and Bethel. We you're were, driving? You're driving the car and drinking. That's no, what I No, you're just know. sipping. You're not drinking. Okay. And I wasn't. Bethel. <laughs> yeah, I took a t- completely different you. approach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just tasting. There's no real drinking. No, so we're up in Napa Valley. Went to the big ones, Robert Madavi. We went to like Robert Madavi and Behringer, like the big Big ones. Robert Mondavi's like a massive one, right. and it's just like everyone's there. Right. And I just, I, I never had. I'm like, I just did not drink wine. I just it never appealed to me. I drank beer or something, but I never appealed to me until I go to this place and I'm at Robert Mondavi, and it, it's beautiful up here. And and I'm, I'm tasting it. And like you said, I'm, I'm. It's, you know how I am. If I'm at Starbucks, I hear the song, I buy the song. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm now. I'm like, there's an art. It's woody and, yeah. and there's nutty and there's orange and, and then I'm I'm tasting it. So I go from point zero to zero. like to like he's a connoisseur. I'm a connoisseur. He's a sommelier so, within four minutes. So I go to the big ones because we don't know where to go. It's like literally going and I'm like uh, let's just try one more Bethel, one more because we're like <laughs> we only went to the big ones. So we just take off up the hill and we're in Rutherford Valley, right? Which it's still to this day I'll only spend money if it's from Rutherford Valley. <laughs> I think he's in love. Spend, he falls it's, in love. Maybe that is my forty four. Yeah. And so I'm like literally driving. <laughs> Yeah. And, and so we go to this place and it's like Frank family are like let's go through there oh, and, Frank family and we go in there and it's just like turns out like this is wine is like the Coppola's love this wine but it's a big connected to Hollywood wine which makes it even better for me <laughs> but I go in there like oh my god it's a, and so I go in the back room of course and it's just like this really like small little wine house back in the day and now it's probably bigger and he just this guy with the beard comes out and he just like feeds us these things and he's like this wine you're about to taste is huge <laughs> He's such huge. a sucker. He goes, this is sucker for huge. That's all I'm going to say is it's just huge. And so I'm tasting it, and I'm like, that is huge. And me and Bethel, <laughs> it's a Cabernet Reserve, right? And me and Bethel <laughs> drink that. I'm tasting that. I'm, I, to this day, it's the greatest thing I've ever tasted. <laughs> and he's just like, it's it's massive. The feeling You're drunk. Is You're bold. It's no, very bold. Bold and huge. And, and I'm tasting it all. And then, you know, because short, make it short, I, I go right to, right, just like Disneyland, right out to the front. And it's like, how yeah, do I buy it? How do I buy Send it? Send a case bought, back to New York City. I bought a case for almost $500. That's I, from Wait, a guy that's there. never there. I buy the Cabernet Reserves that cost me like a little, between four and $500. Like How just, many you get? Like probably four bottles. Four and, and I'm four bot a hundred dollar bottle like they're really expensive bottles like probably more like I think it was six for like five hundred something there so okay. they're a little less than that and and then so I get it and I'm ready to take it and he's like oh no you we would never you can't take this you have to you have to I'm like what do you mean you can't take it can I take you know I'm going to bring it back to New York he's like no 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 you can't take this I will ship it back to New York I'll give you so I take a bottle for Bethel's mom we go down there so the rest I ship. Right, because I can't. He goes, you can't travel with this. I can't get. It. So he ships it, and I'm like, okay, I just ship it back to New York. That's perfect. And so he goes, okay. And this is like in well, I think it's July. He goes, I guess it would arrive sometime in early to late uh, November, October. October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait, what? And he's like, well, we won't send it unless the temperature is a certain degree. So it won't. So so now I'm waiting like six months for my freaking uh. Cabernet Reserve. <laughs> but anyways, you have to call back up, and he goes, okay, call back up. And and that's the whole story. He yeah, goes, tell him. And I go call. I go. Well, how? So why don't I just order it from New York? And he goes. Or I go. What happens if I want more? And he's like, Well, if you want, if you want, you can just think about it, whatever. You know, because we get an argument. He goes, Okay, just call back up if you want it, and just go. Hey, I was there, 
Everybody there has a Hawaiian shirt and has a beard. That's your code word. Yeah, because they, they won't sell it to you. They will not ship really? out of California. They will not sell it. That, that but they tell them, now. since you're yeah, here, yeah, yeah, yeah. call up in October and say, what? What's the code word? Everybody has a Hawaiian shirt. beard and Hawaiian shirt. Right. And so, sure, enough, sure enough, in October, yeah. he calls up and they go, you Frank, have, Frank, yeah. Frank family. And they're like, he's like, how can I order some wine? He's like. We don't we don't ship the wine. So Neil goes. Yeah. Uh, well, I was there, and you have a beard and a Hawaiian shirt. And he goes, "Hold on." And he puts me the back, but we get the cabernet, and then we sit. Me and Bethel. This is the worst part of the story. We sit on them because now we're just too scared to drink them because they're too nice. Uh, you still have it. <laughs> we sit on them for so long, and one of them goes kind of bad. Did you give one to? And one of them Kim? we drank. Well, one of them we are gonna. We, we made the stupidest thing. We we did the old. I'm I'm only gonna drink this on a special day. Yeah. I'm only gonna drink this if I sell a screenplay. I'm. You know. I mean, we made one of those deals with the bottle. Very of wine. Just made it a Tuesday. <laughs> I should have said all right. If I uh, if I don't, I should have said something simple. But I went too heavy. Like when I get a part on a show, I'm gonna yeah. drink this. And then they just sat there. And anyways, oh but anyway, I love Napa Valley because I, I like. I still dream of going back there because I like the whole wine. I since that day, I've constantly like only buy Cabernet. We want to go back with you. We'd I only buy Cabernet. Like I don't buy anything else. It's pretty cool to go and maybe stay in Napa and all that stuff. But it was we just yeah. decided to do the the bus. And what was really good about the bus tour that we did too? They had this a guy narrating everything though, and he had he was probably forty or something with a heavy German accent. Oh, and fantastic! He just had. All these, you know, these things we're driving around, the, you know, San Francisco, and he's just like, here you can go and take the <laughs> trolley, and you can go over to Lombard Street, and you can see. He goes, or maybe I just open the door, you hold the pole, and save you ten bucks. Okay, <laughs> 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 it was just so so dry, but he was like so funny. You're gonna go, Lenny, one day. You're oh, we want to go. One. We want to go with you yeah. guys. Well, so we'll next go. time I'm going to California. Also, also, Napa's a real adult vacation. There's not many. I, you, there's if you're once you start going around the wineries, it's only adults you right. know but but yeah i definitely caught the sideways there's an annoying kid every now and then <laughs> yeah, yeah sorry no kids allowed just... all right and the last one i want to do because this is very unique to eric <laughs> that's one of my favorite things is eric is one of the most superstitious people i've ever seen now this sometimes guys in sports they get superstitious you know uh, wade box was famous for eating chicken eating every chicken, meal right? on game days and he also went up and like my favorite thing is he wrote a high on the ground you know like with mm-hmm. his cleat like the Jewish, uh, yeah. The thing one for guy 18. just got hurt. Did you know watch? The, did you watch baseball? When it doing a superstitious? Yeah, the guy. Because you know how when they run off the baseball field, they have to jump over jump the over first the, baseline. Yeah. And so the guy jumped over the first baseline and like blew out his knee. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, crazy. It's the it craziest just stuff. Like yesterday. Yeah, the, the walk off home runs. Oh, a lot week. of guys like they run, you know they have to step yeah, on yeah. home plate like that and they hurt themselves. But yeah, but superstitions are like going fam- like they call Mark Schlereth from football. They call him Stink because he would his practice or his game under his pads he would wear, wear a t-shirt same, t-shirt, same yeah. t-shirt never wash it the whole year so by the end that. They, my brother thinking, did that he was that my was brother his, had awful things where he wouldn't change it i mean he had he had that kind of stuff oh well eric oh, that's why OCD we're talking about or is it super, super, no, probably super a combination of both yeah, <laughs> yeah. but line. eric's has to do with the number four and the number four so <laughs> <laughs> but when did this start so i was uh, always like even pop warner football i was uh 44 that was my number 44 so Always 44. Did you so, always get 44, baseball 44? Uh, no, because they didn't have baseball. 44 wasn't a popular number back then. It was only whatever. I'm so, a running back. Yeah, yeah, so I wound up being uh, 14 in uh, 
football 44 and then baseball was 14. So um, what happened? You used to the original digital watches. Now you see Apple watches. This is you guys have to really visualize. This is going back 1977. The yeah, first okay. one. You could actually click a button and it would glow, and then you would click another button and go from the oh, hours yeah. and minutes to the seconds. Right. All right. So. I started, for some reason, when I got this first digital watch, before I would go to bed, I would be in bed, I would put the glow on, and I'd put the seconds in, uh, you know, and then we'd count digitally, you know, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, and we hit 44, I would hit the glow out. So the last thing I would see before bed was 44, <laughs> all right? So... Uh, He's a little full I, of that's himself. That's your earliest memory of that's fours. That's my earliest memory of the fours. I, I, so <laughs> it was always 44. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing no problem. I got this little oh digital watch for a couple yeah. years, Doom, and then I got a, you know, a watch with a second hand, and I'm, I'm watching it. Then I would watch it, watch it, watch it till 44, and then I would go to bed, you know, and put the light out. And you think this is good luck? Yeah, this is good luck. It's, you know, it, this is probably the OCD because it's like I, did, I just did it because I didn't know and what And you're what, doing it now all the time, every would part happen, of your life? Every, yeah, all the time, Still? yes. So if no, I was. No, 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 not now. Uh, not as much. Not <laughs> um, so I, I did it all through high school, college, whatever, and I, I, and I would look at it. What about I was, baseball? Oh, if, I was, if I was doing a big thing, yeah, I, like before I would, where, you know, we all wore watches. Nobody had the iPhones like they do yeah. now. So, you know, before I would go to the baseball game, whatever, I'd sit 44 and then put my watch in the locker. Same so, with comedy? Like you look at it for comedy too? Like you're looking at it? Yeah, 44. so 44, when I would go up, I always do 44. And, and there were there were other things like I mean I had a Chevy Vega in college and our field was off campus a little bit so I used to drive everybody to campus and uh, I was tearing it up like my I think it was my sophomore year in, in college I'm, I think I was hitting like 600 right then I had a double header I went 0 for 9 and I got back to the car and the seats the bucket seats in the Chevy Vega where the kids had gotten out of the back were pushed forward all right. And I was like, that's it. The, the seats weren't where they're supposed to be. So and you it have, uh, I have no idea, but I was never going to let yeah. those seats be back again. I mean, I, I've actually reached in cars walking by in like a parking lot and pushed their seats back. Other people's Others seats? people's cars. What does that have to do with I don't you? know. I just, it was bothering like me. Like the world's out of order. It's so, messing up the order of your world. And then I knew I really had a problem with this because when I finally got married, I married a couple of years and I'm still doing this at night and my wife has no idea that this is going on that I'm looking at 44 and sometimes I'd look at my I'd get in bed I'd look at my watch and it'd be like at 50 and I'm like I gotta kill 55 seconds here before I shut the light up <laughs> so like I go into the whole closet or run into the bathroom fixing my shoes setting them side by side perfectly by the way of course in the closet and then I would kill just enough time to go back and then I'd get in bed at 38 and I'd look 44 and put the thing so and finally, she never realizes wait, so this. you can't go to sleep or turn off a light till it says 44 till I said 44 that was how and it was. then you're just like at peace yeah. yeah. And what happens if you can't? He's going to have a bad you don't know. night. So I would just wait. Bad for, day. I don't know. You, you never, never you I want to risk it. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad shit's going to happen. Nothing ever forced your hand where you're like, oh, shit. No. Like, yeah, you'll, you'll, so. I always found a way. But this is your own private hell. Yes, my own private hell. So yeah. finally, I had to tell my wife because it was like. How long I, were you married for? This, this was probably three years into it, you know? And so Damn. I'm finally, I'm by my bed one time and I'm just doing my watch. And I said, listen, um, you know how, like, it's before we go to bed, now. I'm like, you know, I all always have to, like, yeah. sometimes I go fuss with my shoes and stuff like that. I go, I'm actually waiting to see 44 on my clock. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's looking at me like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, what do you mean? And she's just like, 
laughing at me. I'm like, you don't know what I've gone through. Wait, is it a number? It's not a numerology thing. It's just a super. St- it's, you need to see those numbers. I need but it's to not see those numbers just because it was always my number. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's funny because I have like the the alarm code at the house was always four four one four to get in the garage four four. You want to rob yeah, me, yeah, dude? Yeah, yeah. Any passcode for <laughs> just rob me. That's it. You know, it's I've all changed it now. Oh, before you get out of your house car, sometimes you'll pull up and you like wanted to get the forty four and then you'll go in. Like it's, yeah. it's manifests yeah. itself all these different yeah. places. And like now like I'm going to bed or something like that. I'm watching, you know, Seinfeld and I'm tired and it's like eleven thirteen when I get in bed. Uh, you know, I'll shut the lid off and then stare at the digital clock till it flips to fourteen and then I just go to bed. <laughs> Do you have any of that? I, I have uh nothing like that. I mean I have superstitions. Like what? I, I, I have beliefs. Like I guess I I, I, I I mean I want things a certain I way. I what does that mean? But not not like that kind of not like that kind of sometimes that, like, like Eric. This is how Eric, superstitious Eric is. Like he's got sometimes I <laughs> he's got me involved in this. Like with Letterman, you know he's yeah. got to be there. No matter what, he's well, I was be there it. for the first one. He killed. So right. if he goes yeah. on a TV show again, and I'm not there, yeah, and he doesn't true. kill, yeah, that would be on me. <laughs> so now, are you looking at 44 before Lenny goes on? Can you're like, hey, Dave, I'm, uh, uh, I'm going to hey, make a no. confession uh, right now that uh, yes, Lenny, I did look at 44. <laughs> <laughs> Lenny thought I'm the trying reason, to remember the wait, date of Lenny the show. Lenny thought the reason he did good was because he had worked <laughs> no, real hard and got the end. No, it was me being there with 44. That if, was I, the, if they give me a choice of dates to do a show, like Colbert or something like that. Take the 14th, under Prince. Well, take the, <laughs> anything with a four. Yeah. I guess that's the only fourth or the 14th or the 24th. So get a four in there. Yeah, but the 24th is my wedding anniversary, so that didn't Maybe work not. out. Okay. So, so four of the 14. 14, okay. yeah. Yeah, so superstition is crazy. I'm, I, once in a while, I think, think like, oh, the last time I was at this club, I killed, so maybe I should sit here on the bus. Do you ever uh, do that one? You don't even know. I parked there. <laughs> I'm going to Borgata next week, and yeah. I already know I park on the third level because you know, I know exactly where I'm going to be parking. It's, you know, I wait Well, do you ever do it and it breaks it, and then you're like, okay, now I have to park on the second. I got to move the spot. Cause it, or the shirt. How about the shirt you wear going on stage? I know a lot of people have the I, shirt. I do wear a, a shirt, and it's funny because I had a friend that saw me. He goes, I've seen you a couple times. You've always worn that shirt, I go, I go, I don't have to worry about it. I know this shirt's going to work. Oh, you're I, lying. You know, what? No. Oh, that's what the thing? You know I do. the shirt's going to work? I, I, no. I, like, uh, I, I wore, oh, I'll change it every now and then. Uh-huh. But I mean, I, if, if I know that I have a, an outfit that looks good and it's and it gets, I get laughs in this shirt, why wouldn't I wear the shirt? These people didn't see me <laughs> yeah, two yeah, weeks ago at the American sense. Legion, you know? So that's it's the, your lucky shirt. The, my lucky well, that was shirt. a whole thing. What happens if you break it? Of, well, that was a whole thing on commercial auditions. Like you, you know, know. The, where they'd be like, uh, if you get a call back, you'd always have to be like, I gotta wear the same clothes like that. But I didn't, I always thought that was a myth. Like so, I never knew. No, did. They, that's but how then they I heard, saw like, you. So. You gotta wear the same. I was like, oh, I'll wear well, because the they saw you like that and they liked you, so they think that's what you'll look. like. I don't know if it's true to this day, but I guess I do it still. So I mean, but that's not really superstition. That's just more trying to be business savvy. Yeah, you got nothing on this so far. Come on, you didn't. What about? Bethel. She what do you play some, playing golf? You don't do certain things before you putt or you don't have a routine or anything like that? I do have it, but I, I'm always switching. I'm not attached. I'm not attached to anything, but I've seen, I've had tons of friends who are super attached, like, you know, Earl, Earl's super attached to all that stuff. And to the superstition? Just, I mean, but his spiraled more into OCD. You <laughs> there know, is, a, I think it has he, his big thing was he would, you know, would uh, take the toilet paper and roll it and roll it and roll it and then like, tap himself like sweat that underneath his arms and his forehead before what? so like literally he'd, take, he'd run into your house the minute he got there he'd go into the bathroom take all the toilet paper and start like like okay, patting he's himself crazy. So he crazy that's yeah. different so literally we when he came to visit you from Texas to New York he, we'd literally get like an extra thing of toilet paper like a <laughs> big ass 
Costco Cottonelle <laughs> because he'd go well, through Well, that's OCD. Okay, okay, got, okay got another one. Yeah. Speaking of toilet yeah. paper, all right, ready? Yeah, this is four, four, so four I ta- pieces I take, of toilet paper. I take four squares, yeah. fold it in half, fold it in half, <laughs> I get one thing, and that's what I use. And that's what you have to do. So it's all yeah, every yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. Four becomes what one back to 44 turns into 14. One square of four. I think it's much deeper than we think. Wasn't there a movie with John Cusack where he went to room 1490? I don't know. That's why I was thinking it's like, is it deeper? Is it you've read numerology? You've read stuff? No, no, it's not. No, I know. I think, but oh, my, you should read numerology on fourteen. Really? Yeah. Why not? Bethel has those kind of things. I mean, she's like looking all those numbers. And I wants should look numbers, up numerology wants, and the number wants four. Numbers to be wants these all these things to be right in that way. Go ahead, but, ask Eric. But Earl would. One time we lost him for a whole half of a football game. We thought he had gone out to grab beer or go out grab some food, and he he just get he got stuck in the bathroom. He couldn't get out of the bathroom. Yeah, and he couldn't. He just kept using all. No, the it's toilet. funny because I know Maddie and Sam both get stuck. They get um, they get caught up in a lot of things. Oh my god, two of my daughters. Yeah, you, can't, you can't get out of it. You yeah. Four or forty four. You, you want can't me to find do. your way out. Well, Either why don't you one. Give I was forty four because that always gets you all right, out. Forty four is the one. Yeah, forty four okay. is probably the started this whole mess. The master number forty four carries the significance of vibration. Four and Good eight vibes. with amplification. It is known as the master healer and is very rare in numerology. <laughs> also, the number eight is an important desirable number in numerology. I was born on eight four, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I so think let me take one more look at this. Hold on. I hold think on, there's deeper things. Why is the number eight big? Though a person with this master number might take longer to mature. The, yeah, there you go. When I going to grow up? The number that proposes that in, the individuals who have it must seek balance and a strong foundation in order to achieve success. Many famous individuals are associated with this vibration. As the number four suggests, it is the value associated with stability. The number four is the foundation for almost everything, consequently making it an incredibly important factor in numerology. Also, the number eight is an important and desirable number in numerology. Not only is it considered lucky in Chinese astrology, but is also a number associated with royalty, the historical hierarchy, and completion. So let me read your personality. Let me tell you. Let me ask, this is for number 44. A person with the num- master number 44 will be responsible, disciplined, creative, intuitive, reliable, powerful, professional, imaginative, strong-willed, and organized. Holy <laughs> shit. They are excellent problem solvers because they are able Engineering to degree. <laughs> completely control their emotions and nerves. I don't know about the nerves yeah, part. Okay. What website is that? I got to Google that and show my the, kids that. Numerologist, <laughs> Google numerologist. The messier the situation, the calmer this person will be. This trait is especially helpful in the business arena. The uh, One more paragraph. The uh, individual with this life path number is not afraid to persevere through difficult situations. That's you. They combine the strengths of master numbers 11, 22, and 33. Not only can they foresee and implement what's needed to create something monumental, but they also want the bigger picture to help mankind in some way. They're insightful like a person with life number 11, uh, creative like the number 22, and nurturing like the master number 33. Plus, they refuse to shy away from challenges. Whoa. You want career and love? No. No. no yeah, just, that's, there's you, failure you're the, there. You're the one who doesn't even believe You read it like you well, believe that shit. No, because he, he, he knows everything about me. I know me, everything so about Eric. Yeah, you're like, that's dead on. Meanwhile, you don't believe in any of that shit. Absolutely not. <laughs> I can't even believe not. you read the whole thing. What are you thing? talking about? Because you think all that stuff is whatever until it has to do with you. You're like, hey, wait me? a second. That is me. Well, let's do- wait a second. That is there. So you do believe in numerology because you always bash all this shit. No. Well, 
I'm you just bash t- well, What's your number? What's your number, uh, Neil? Bethel does this what shit number did all you wear? Long. What? What's your number? Yeah, four, I wore four and uh, thirteen and thirty-three are the, the numbers I like. Three, thirteen, four, thirty-three, thirty-three. Yeah. So which one do you want? Go with four. We but just, we just read, just read for you. 13. I don't want to read all that shit. Right. I don't like, they all <laughs> like say the that. same shit. Uh, I was going to say, what a failure yeah. number 13 <laughs> is. Everybody's reaction to... Wait, They're doomed is, for bad luck. I wish, I wish it said that. Don't go into no, acting. I wish it said that. I wish it would tell me that I would listen well, to Well, why don't you just let me look is, it up? This is what it always says, ready? Oh, yeah. oh, you're cool and creative. You're good. and you know That's what it always that says, shit you like to hear. <laughs> read number. Just make a number up. Read number. No. Read fifteen. I guarantee you'll be like. Well, why don't we do I yours? Are you get both. Yeah, like I just to read fifteen as though it was thirteen or three. No, fifteen. And, why fifteen? That just, doesn't help any of us. I, it proves my theory. Just read it and no, it'll I be like 13. shit. I want to. Just give me the first paragraph of thirteen. You got it. No, it's shit it you want to hear. <laughs> Go ahead, hit me with uh, it. Numerology yeah. secrets. You have no hair. You lost your hair. <laughs> Balding, good golfer. <laughs> Career not turning out the way I anticipated. Have you ever been to a hotel which didn't have the 13th floor? Do you ever avoid using the number 13 when you can? Do you have a mild or severe case of trichodecophobia? If yes. so, you're not alone. The number 13 meaning is associated with a lot of bad luck and bizarre circumstances. But from a numero- numerological st- perspective, 13 doesn't necessarily mean bad luck let's take a look at the number 13 blah, blah, blah. so what do you want that you want health or life all right let's that go on next a, topic <laughs> let's go all right it's all gonna <laughs> get more depressing yeah. well all right well so, but, no, you don't, but lenny you have a routine too before when you're going on stage i definitely have a routine have a, when going on stage but that, that's more ocd than bad luck or superstition that's i think more, it's a, i think they're all, they're interchangeable you know, everybody has these things that they do that you know have to be a certain way totally well keep, i'm definitely set in my way like i definitely come up with a pattern of way do things that it becomes success and i do it over and over that's that's kind of like but that's that's like successful people stuff or ocd stuff not new that's not superstition right like if a black cat walks in are you freaked out no no, no, that doesn't. No, but my no. wife has two black cats at home. No, but you parents, don't want to. Like, wait, when you're walking down the street, you don't want to walk underneath a ladder. You, do if, you? A bla- if a black cat walks across your car, or you're walking. I don't want to walk underneath the ladder. I don't want to walk underneath yeah. scaffolding. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> you don't want to get hit in the head. <laughs> no, but you'll all that stuff. Every I think everybody has a black cat. If it goes in front of you, you're like, oh shit, you know what I mean? No, you know I never, that it's no. gonna, but you think that it's going to happen. No, no, I never saw. I mean, there's been a lot of like the Chicago Cubs. The black cat wasn't that the black cat one? Right, yeah, there was a cat. and it ruined their season. Yeah. I got my, I got my cubby shirt addictions. on. Addictions like it's OCD addictions, superstitions. Like, like I feel like everyone's addicted to their cell phone I, now. Like, no one can leave their house. Can you leave your house without your cell phone? I mean, panic sets in. Well, it's your if, computer. It has all your information. You yeah, have your phone. Nothing's gonna happen. You should do like, it sometime. We're addicted. Yeah, you yeah, have, you, right. have you ever yes, left? You've left your yeah. house without your cell phone. Yes, I have. Mm. And, by accident or by? Well, like, no. I, I'm like, I left it inside. I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to the grocery store or something. So I just say. And I, you were able to? I couldn't even. You can only leave it. Alone for four minutes, <laughs> yeah, though. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be back in four minutes. <laughs> four minutes or 44. Yeah, it was like Torture right. City the no, whole time. Like, just, you, you know, look at I don't have to talk to anybody or whatever. You know, and I teach, you know, so sometimes I've left it in my car and I'm just like, you know what? I don't need to talk to anybody. I'm just in here doing my job. So it's, you know. And did it, you ask anybody for the time on their cell phone? While no, you were I have the clock at the you school. Made I, it, wait for the, I wear a watch. I'm old school. <laughs> so you made it without your cell phone to the grocery store and back. Yeah, and, and, that's I, as and far I've made it through the whole day at school. It's not a superstition, though. That's the top. 
like it's an OCD thing. If anything, I'm saying they're a superstition, OCD, and all that stuff. It's not the close. same. No, I I think they're all kind of close. Uh, maybe we'll get an expert in. Here I mean, extreme <laughs> OCD where the guys that like, can't go in his house and he's walking around. If the he car, had to count everything to, touch, to the number four, if everything was like I got to touch the doorknob four times, if I got to you know go in and out of the house that four would be times, or wash my hand. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. that's another thing with Uh-oh. that. Yeah. So when I brush my teeth at night, I you know then I use the mouthwash, forty four swishes. And then spit it out. <laughs> yeah. See, I think it's okay, I think it's okay. much deeper it's okay. than it's that. And one time, have to send you to a yeah, yeah. I remember one time, <laughs> Kathy got this really powerful Listerine. I remember forty-four. My mouth was on fire. I'm like thirty-nine, forty-four. No, that stuff's powerful. That would oh kill you. Forty-four. Maybe you could double right. count. Like, a well, we're gonna get Eric some help. So thank you, Eric. That was awesome. I we were helping him. We were charging no. him for this. All right. One last. Let's wrap it up, Neil, and then we'll do. Wait, wait. We will. We'll get some extra segments going, but we'll uh, let's do one one thing for the week. We'd usually do like one thing that's bugging you for the week, one thing you like for the week. What's your thing for the week? Uh, I saw it the other day. I just got. It was. It's tragedy at its worst. Go ahead. Because it, it happened. Everything happens at Starbucks. That's where I spend my mornings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just don't know how to. This old guy is on Starbucks, and I know I'm heading there, but he's just like trying to use the computer and. It's just such a struggle, and I just feel horrible for him. I feel like my dad, he has a hard time with computers. He has a hard time, but the world's here, and I just feel like this old guy wants to be part of everything. So what's the thing? He wants to be tweeting. Please tell me you helped he, him. He No, I just watched him and thought to myself, that's awful to watch. It's hard to watch because this, guy, <laughs> this guy's trying to connect to the world. He, uh, he's so that's the much, number 13, everyone. <laughs> right there. No, what am I going to do? Like, sir, do you need some help? Yes. No, that's your job. You're that's the guy. That's my job? No, I just sat there and I thought to myself, shit, I wonder what ours is because it's coming. We're going to have something oh, like yeah. this. But it was just hard to watch. I've seen it before, like when my dad has to do stuff on the. It, like, I bought my dad that new. Uh, I didn't really buy it, but he got the new Apple computer. I made him get the new, uh, and it just tortured him. To this day, it just, it just freaking. He has never used an Apple Mac, so it just tortures the poor guy. And and so I don't know. There's something about that watching watching that like eighty a seventy something eighty year old person go through that. Is Eric's dad did this with the computer, and he gave me his computer, and I had Lenny clean the whole thing up. Lenny, it's even worse now because he wound up getting a new computer, and it's just. I mean, he can't find anything, and it's I know. just what you know he's getting a little. He's up there. It's yeah. not even about that though. It's like they. It's like they're so not comfortable, and it's just like yeah, they're but trying. They, trying. The world is confronting all these people. And it's they, hard they need to be part no, of but it. But Lenny though, said but that he doesn't need a new computer. He needs a tutorial. That's what <laughs> yeah, he, needs. he needs a tutorial. No, you my, just sit for look, ten minutes patiently. My dad is a brilliant guy. He just uh, the fact that he's got a you know I saw him with the apples. Like I don't do. Are you, I have to learn this whole new world. It's just too much sometimes to, to know you that they have to go You got to be able to road. learn new things. Or that's that's their 60th anniversary, by the way, next oh, week. That's awesome. Wow. Say hi for me. I definitely will. Do you have one thing that you want to talk I, about? I, I'm gonna, okay, I have one thing that bothered me, but I'm okay. going to parlay off Neil because I was at a Starbucks. Now, my name is Eric, right? So it's hard. When I, I'm t- when I meet somebody, it's Harry, Larry, you know, and if, yeah. I, if I call in a takeout order, it's, okay, what's the name? Harry, uh, Gary. You know, you know. <laughs> Why Gary? They can't come I, up I with Eric? Know, just come up. Eric just doesn't. It's. <laughs> Oh, so you don't tell me. I don't ever. tell. No. So I mean, I'll make up. I'll, I'll go. You know, I'll go. Dino, Matteo, Jack, whatever. Just because you know, then they at least know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I've been saying. I say Jack all the time because who can't get Jack, right? So I'm on the coming to get where, where I was coming from, but I'm coming on the turnpike or something. Stop at a Starbucks rest area, and I say, you know, they ask your name, and I go Jack, and she goes, what? 
And I go, Jack. She goes, how are you spelling that? I go, J-A-C-K. All right? The guy behind me orders a coffee. What is your name, sir? Wahid. <laughs> Doesn't bat an eye. <laughs> Doesn't bat an eye. And yeah, I'm thinking this could have gone va with the, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, from the yeah, Middle yeah, East, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Was it an EED or an ID or a VA or a W? And she just put Wahid on the side of the I cup. Love that. I love oh, that. The world, America has changed. Yeah, this Jack, is all that's happened. Eric's nightmare, which yeah. we'll get to in a minute. It's um, all changed. My um, thing for the like, what is. What's going on with the construction? Is it extra construction right now? We should have, I think in New York, a construction month where you have to do 85% of the construction. You want to pick August? Get it done. Everybody can do the instruction. Then I don't want to see any scaffolding. I want to, I don't want to see any, like the subway. What, every single day for like the last, like all summer long, every train is going slow. I'm switching tracks on the weekend. Like go outside. I was, this guy dropped me off the other, yesterday. There is scaffolding everywhere. 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 When are they going to finish with this stuff? So I say, like, make August uh, construction month. 85%'s got to be done. Some stuff you can't avoid, like potholes and turning. You'll know, get screwed the most. You're in the city most of the time doing yeah. comedy, but comedians coming home from gigs. I'll, I'll oh. be coming home over the Tappanzee at 2 o'clock in the morning. Should be nobody. There should be nobody. But they're doing construction. I and know. I'm like, why the hell are they doing construction now? Oh, because now. They because torture. they can't really do it during rush hour. Right. <laughs> no, if you're not in the 9 to 5 wheelhouse of the world, then you out there, this kill you sometimes. I got home the other night. There was no construction for the first time in forever. I made it to the cellar. Like, it's five miles. I made it to the cellar. It had to be like 16 minutes. I went bang, bang on the train. Yeah. And the thing flew like it's supposed to. From here, when the train is cooking, from 72nd to 42nd, it's three minutes. And it's Three minutes. And now, sometimes it's 10, 20. I don't know. even know what places in New York look like without scaffolding. When they take the scaffolding, I'm, out, I'm like, oh my yeah. God, and there's a building. Until there. you go someplace else, so you have no idea how inferior the subway system in New York totally. is. Oh, yeah. It's the worst. I've been to Madrid. You could eat you could eat food off the tracks yep. in, in no, Madrid. The and then I'm hoping, well, we're about, like, if you go to the Second Avenue subway, it's beautiful. You're like, am I in the same city? Oh. And that's so the, please that's, don't ruin the Second that's Avenue subway. Even the San Francisco. The, that's the why the Trump, that's a Trump problem, Republican All right, problem. Stop. That's why that stuff. Eric, uh, thanks wait, for I, coming. Wait, wait, we're gonna we get in. Thank you, Eric McMahon, for coming. So many things. I, I know. Napa, You'll I come back. Napa. We're gonna talk about. All right, thank Eric. Thanks. Come back. My pleasure. This was great. Thank you.